and see how this goes.
That's where I need to be. That's who's I need to be. I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I need to see.
Hey, are you charging your phone? It took three months to heal. Almost so. there, three months. Yeah. I had a pretty hard injury on my phone. Where are you? It's gonna scratch. Where do you want to put it? Oh, it did scratch. It ended up scratching. I have a second one. I want to try this out. 
I bought a second one. She's freaking cute. Well, said that on on mic. <laughs> Are you recording already? I'm already recording. Yeah, I just wanted to test it out. Let's see how this works. Cause I have two mics now. I like having two mics. It might give too much feedback. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna test it out. Okay. Sound of my voice is so much deeper. Yeah. And less froggy sounding. <laughs> and then when I hear it on there, I sound like I'm, to me, I sound like I'm gay or something. Okay. To me, in my like in my head, it's like I'm very Manilow. But out in the, on the mic, it's like, "What's up, guys? How you doing?" <laughs> exactly the opposite. <laughs> Maybe that's just a psychological thing because that's how I feel about my my voice. Mm -hmm. I feel like my voice is like deep when I'm talking, and then I listen to it <laughs> recorded. <laughs> I sound so high pitched. Well, it is. It, the thing is, is it is deeper in your head because your voice is going you're hearing your voice through your body and so it's dampening the sound of it right where when you hear it on the microphone you get more high-pitched sound so it actually that probably is more high-pitched than i am in real life though right on the recording or is it exactly how i it guess sounds? so yeah so when you're listening to your voice you have a little bit more of the high-pitched twangs from the microphone i mean and yeah it probably doesn't pick up that deeper part because that's just how mics mm -hmm. work all right go ahead or do you think i sound like that Nah, That's exactly how it sounds. I don't care. Actually, you do sound that way. Yeah. When I when I hear the recording. Mm-hmm. And then did you say the same thing about me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds. Actually, yeah, it sounds pretty similar. <laughs> See. But either way, still, like your your ears are used to hearing the deep tones coming from your lungs that other people or microphones or something like that wouldn't pick up because it's in your body, you know. What do you think about the chapter? <laughs> You want to start with the first part with the kids? I um, yeah. How like? I'm glad he used that analogy. Yeah, it was a good analogy. That's how I feel with my like. It took me so it took me such a long time to pick up responsibility. Yeah. And that's because of, and ah man, I hate it so much now because it makes so much more sense. Like I mean, I knew this about my family how like they enabled me to not mm -hmm. take responsibility mm -hmm. but like this kind of the analogy kind of makes more sense like there and then and then it also helps me understand like the manipulation piece mm -hmm. right the what piece the manipulation like when <laughs> I'm manipulation manipulation <laughs> manipulation piece like when I've been told I've manipulatives because mm -hmm. I think I'm being helpful but in reality I'm I'm um I don't know. Actually, never mind. No, you're on. T you're you're in the right spot. Like, because yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as a dad now. You know, and I'm glad he used that analogy because I'm struggling with seeing the bound, like where boundaries should lie. Because yeah. I'm like, no, we should be sacrificial. But hearing it like that, I'm like, well, yeah, all that makes sense. That's what you do for a kid. And yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, that translates to other people too. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So how then do I? still be a sacrificial loving godly person while having boundaries like what the hell so yeah it's hard because you like especially for somebody like me because mm -hmm. i love i love love so much and i want to give it to everyone but then there's there but has you can to be over like, you can overdo you can it over well mm -hmm. you can other control right 
Yeah. And that, I mean, and then that comes from, I mean, that just comes from a lot of my wounds. But well, actually, I wouldn't even say it's overdoing it. It's doing it in the wrong way. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't overlove someone. I don't think you can overlove someone. And I think that's where we're struggling is because we can't really, you can love someone, but if you love them in the wrong way, yeah, you can put a lot of effort into it and get bad results. Right, because you're, well, and then it can create bitterness. It can create problems on your end and not, and like the other person can be completely fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like, that's something that I've learned already. It's like when it comes to just boundaries in general, it's like this is your problem, not mine. Yeah. And, and I think on my end though, I think I created a lot of problems without realizing it. Yeah. Um, because... I would I would state where where my boundary was at, and then it would affect the other person, and there are just things that I'm realizing that I need to like keep to myself. Yeah. So you would it, you would draw your boundary line in their yard. No, no, that's not <laughs> what I would do. I would say this is what's happening in my boundary. This is what's happening in mm. my against my fence, and like the tree would just grow on the other side. Mm. You know, it would just cover the other side and the other I feel like we just said the same thing, but that's okay. Well, no, because what it sounds like what you said is like, I would, I would basically pick up my fence and then put it in the other person's like yard. Well, because you're talking about pretty much the same thing though. Like I have my boundaries here, but then my tree goes over into their bound. I'm like, I'm same thing. (laughs) No, except. We're just using slightly different analogies. Except I'm not like picking up my boundaries and then just like throwing it on them. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm discussing. I don't know. I feel like you are though, because. Like it's like it's like well, my it's like well, my let's fruit. Use, let's use mainly like the fruit of my. It's like the fruit of my trees falling down on the other person's yard. Right, but that's let's what, use that's what I'm saying. let's use mainly as an example though. For for instance, you, uh, I want to say this correctly because I don't want to. So you you would want to help her grow. In your mind, we have to be constantly attacking okay. our ourselves for all the bad stuff we're doing. And then change it and grow it. So let's get it out there. I'm doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Let's try. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling the same. Right. right? I mean, you're like, no, 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 no. You're not challenging yourself. You have to challenge yourself. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm not really. Yeah. Not really there. And you're like, no, no, no. So your yeah, your boundaries are. Though. I would give it to her, and then she would just express where she was at. So like, this is where I'm at, and I'd be, and I'd stand on it. And then it would, I would be, it would, it would grow and, and I would just let her, let her like do it what she will with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it demanded attention because it was growing on her side. Yeah. But maybe the, the way to have kept it from going on her side would have been to have kept it about yourself. Right. Exactly. Like, like instead this of, is what God's telling me. Well, I'm changing this. Uh-huh. I'm going in this area. How about well, the you, other thing to that know? too is like let her find that and like and then just just sit in it yeah and so then like you know instead trust, of trust in, god to move her heart exactly and so instead of expressing it i would just lean on what god wants me to do in that space mm-hmm. and see what he wants to reveal to me instead of telling and then wanting something from it um and that's where i think the manipulation comes in yeah. it's like oh this is big i don't like this yeah and there was also a lot of pressure on you too. This was the first time you've had a girlfriend who was it like a real girlfriend. Yeah, 
And you've Oh, been... actually, no. I had a real girlfriend before. That. No, but I mean, like, this was a serious relationship. Like, yeah. you were you were serious about this person. Everything seemed to be in line oh, with yeah. good stuff. And you've, excuse me, you've never had that before. Yeah. And you're getting older. Yeah. And you're probably, you may not admit to this, but you're probably getting a little fear in the back of your of your chest that you'll never find someone. And you're like, this is it, finally. And so you put a lot of pressure on yourself to... No, for, I put a lot of pressure things, on God. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of, or you put, there was a lot of pressure put on the situation. Oh. And that made it hard for you to kind of... Well, I mean, well, if you want to talk about the spirit of prophecy, I feel like the, I feel like that was a lot of the pressure. That's where a lot of the pressure was because the reality is I, I was committed to being single for the next four or five years because mm-hmm. I wanted to do all these other things, mm-hmm. right? And when I met Melia, I was like, I was just ready to just not date at all. And then God is like, hey, I want you to be open to dating. And three days later, Melia shows up in my life. Yeah. And so I'm like, but he showed me those things. She, he showed me this relationship to show me like how much I've, you know, how I don't, I've idolized. I don't know, maybe... It could also be too that like he brought you into this relationship because it it was meant to be something good, and you you kind of fumbled it, and so he's like, okay, we fumbled it. Now let's learn from it. You know, like right. it may not have been. I brought you into this relationship because I knew you were going to fumble it, no, and I wanted I you to learn. But I, it could have just been like, here's a good relationship. Here's the thing, because of let's all see the, what happens. But because of all the things that were set up and lined up, I think, I think I could have. There are definitely opportunities for me to make change. Yeah. But also, I was controlled by a lot of other thing, other factors that were not God. Yeah. And so there was that double-mindedness that has been a part of my life before I was even a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, th- honestly, those, th- that, those things, too, are probably the reason why I've been single for such a long time. Yeah. It's because I put so much pressure on taking respons- on, like, the responsibility of another woman to give me happiness. Yeah. And so, like, it was inevitable. I like, did. God, I do it too. Yeah. I do the same thing. And so, like, I relied like, on Sarah for so much of my happiness, right? And that's a terrible way of doing it. Because, but that's what a lot of people Sarah do. Sarah doesn't give a shit. That's not like this is what I mean, responsi- she does, but this is what boundaries is teaching us, though. Like, responsibility teaches us that we are actually giving too much responsibility, or we're taking too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so, like, learning more about ourselves also teaches us God's limitations on us. And then also yeah, how that's like, our relationships and our families has has confused what boundaries are in our lives. Yeah, and that last piece that he was talking about, the how God even set boundaries within himself. Yeah. Like the Holy Trinity. Like he separated himself into three parts and then they hold boundaries with each other. I'm like, holding boundaries with yourself, what? Like, <laughs> But then using the Trinity as an example, it makes perfect sense. There are parts of him... And I'm like, oh, that's just, that's like all life. I have different boundaries as a dad, as a husband, and as a father. Yeah. And as a co, as a worker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, it made, it's, it makes it clearer. Like, yeah, I'm going to hold those kinds of boundaries with kids, but they're still going to be different with Sarah. Like you have different boundaries in different areas. And I can be a lot more sacrificial in how I respond and treat Sarah. And my boundaries are going to look totally different like I will (sighs) I will be more do it yourself with the kids because they're learning or I'll be more um, 
like giving Sarah what she wants and holding the boundaries to what I need. Yeah. And letting her know, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, you can't micromanage and you can't, you, you got it and you have to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the key factor. That's like, that is the, the key factor of like obedience and mm-hmm. surrender. And, and when I don't trust Sarah, I need to trust the Lord in, in her stead. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I've been doing the last yeah. five years of I, so Sarah's not going to stop being angry at me or mad at me or whatever. And I and I would feel so lost. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like I can trust her and tell her the problems that I'm going through because she's just going to judge me and hate me for it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to lose my marriage and she's gone. And then I'm like, and that's where I went into my dark place the last 10 years that's what brought me to the place that I was at because I stopped trusting that God would handle her heart mm-hmm. and I can be open and honest and I would be like well no if I if she knows the bad stuff I do she's gonna leave me you yeah. know because I've done some stupid stuff yeah I mean compared to the world it wasn't that big of a deal of stuff but compared to relationship my relationship with sarah and and scripture and stuff like that like i I didn't agree with stuff i was doing i was making mistakes of sinning but it was all normal like yeah and i could have just exposed myself and been honest and open about it and and dealt with it but i was scared to lose sarah and so i was just like but see that i was living in fear instead of trusting that if i'm open honest and we're in a marriage god will deal with whatever he needs to with her and we'll, we'll be fine. Even if she leaves me and separates, that's on her, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna be okay because she's not your everything. She's not. She's most of it, mm-hmm. but she's not everything. And when she, if she's gone, I still got Jesus. I still got my kids. And when they're gone, I still got Jesus. When everyone in my life is gone, I still got Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're gone. When I'm gone, I still got Jesus. Right. So I'm just like, I, and I trust her. So in our marriage, I have to give her the trust yeah. to know that. She has a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I married her specifically for that reason. Mm-hmm. She was a real Christian. She is a real Christian. Mm-hmm. And she has a real relationship with Jesus. That was the most attractive thing about her. Because that's hard to find. Some people have a lot of fake relationships with God. She was very real. Yeah. So why, why am I not trusting God to work in her heart? And that was what I... That, and so now it's like, okay, now that I trust her, <laughs> I don't want to hold the boundaries and that's it's just like he's saying with the whole holy trinity thing like there are certain things that you just have to do and not do i'm trying to i don't know i gotta work out (laughs) well you have to carry your own load and you have to trust and you have to trust that he will guide you to support her in the load that she's carrying instead of instead of trying this this all is good but i'm my my thinking is now like how do i make this real world like where are my boundaries bad that I can fix. Like, I just don't even, I don't even see it. Yeah. I guess that's where I could ask her. I mean, honestly, the, the way, the, the best answer to it is Jesus. <laughs> it is. It is, it's but the truth. it like, is, but that I need, I need practical, I, I need it. practical answers that I can physically affect right now. Like, like, like what am I doing worship. where I'm not having a good boundary? Your prayer. You're, <laughs> you're, coming into my room in the middle of the morning while I'm sleeping that's a boundary break you know like I need specifics right now because I don't know where my boundaries are bad yeah I just know that they are yeah that's good I know I know what the resolution will lead to now that I have some direction I just need to know what the problems are so that I can address them 
or why can't I see them myself, I, I guess. You might be a little too micro. Micromanaging it? Yeah. Maybe. I think there's a lot of grace in it, and I think... Yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel a lack of grace. I just, I want, I'm like, if okay, I, I see the need for change, but where... But I mean, I, what I mean by that, it. though, is like... But maybe the last couple of years, my boundaries have gotten better, and I didn't yeah. realize it, so maybe was, that's why I'm having a struggle. And I'm saying, too, like, it might take time and to, like, to think about everything that you need to do yeah. is impossible. Yeah, totally. And so that's why I mean by grace, like, yeah. you're going you're gonna to figure it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, what, what is even a single example of where my boundaries are bad? Right. I can't think of one. I don't know why, but I mean, the you this 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 conversation might just be you being more aware and like being more conscious of it. Yeah. Practicing conscientiousness. Yeah. And and um, what is it called? Self-mindedness. I don't know what it's called. I wonder. You know, mother. Some of this could be mindfulness. That's what it is. Like the setting of my own boundaries. Like when Sarah's yelling at me or mad at me. Of me just being like, because I'm, I, I don't, I just sit there and take it. Right. I mean, I think. Because I'm think, like, I don't want to stir the pot. So just let her yell. And then when she's done, I can, I'll wait until she apologizes. And that's right. kind of been where I'm at now. And she does. She always figures it out and is like, I was just being a jerk. Sorry. Yeah. You know, like, and then I'm like, okay. I, and then I move on. But there are times where she says something that just hurts me. Yeah. And I'm just like whatever she'll figure it out and then she never does and right. so then I'm like sitting on it for a while but then I give it to the Lord and it's gone and I don't worry about it so I'm like okay that's been fine that's been working okay. I don't need every situation to be talked about yeah and um, which is, I think there's truth to that so that's where I'm struggling with the boundaries of like okay well should I have then said like hey I don't talk to me like that right and I mean I think a lot of the a lot of the key words in this chapter is about responsibility right and so yeah so learning what is your responsibility, what is Sarah's responsibility, what is God's responsibility is like oh, the boundaries. That's a good one too. What is God's and responsibility? So then, like especially in moments like that where you're upset and angry or something like that, what it, your responsibility is forgive. Her responsibility is to be forgiven, and God's responsibility is to reveal that to the both of you. Yeah. And even if it do never does, it's neither of your faults or gods it's just like it's it's just a thing that happens yeah well I think the most recent issue that I've had was yesterday where she yesterday was her birthday yeah and I thought I did a better job this year because last year I just kind of like I could not think about her at all I couldn't think about what she liked or what she wanted. And I was, like, really struggling with... Uh, I think it was Christmas, actually. It might have been Christmas. But I was just, like... I was still in that mindset of, like, fuck Sarah. I don't care, you know? Like... Yeah. And so I couldn't think of what to get... So I just got her all friends stuff. Because that's... I'm like, all she does is sit around and watch friends. You know? And so, like, I'd see something with friends. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll get that. And then I saw something else. And, I, and then I ended up getting her all friends-related things for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> and then they, like, went bad, too. Like, I bought this... I thought it was like this big fluffy blanket and it was this thin sheet. And I was like, freaking annoying. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having a hard time too because like nothing was available because it was during COVID. Like COVID problems were still in effect and there, there was like shipping problems and there's you couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Every store I went to, they were out of it, or you had to buy it online, but it was coming from China. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, ah, this sucks. Um, so I did a crappy job. So this year I tried to put a little bit more thought into it. I thought about the things to get her, like, weeks in advance where I'd wait for her to say, oh, I like that, that's cool. And I was asking her questions, and I got a few things. I thought I did good. But then, like, the dress I got for her, she, she put a dress in a... And then, like, a little dresser thing. It's like a... You know the little thing with the mirror that we have in the front of our house? Right. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. She got to put on something that it replace that with. So it's a little bit bigger and has more hooks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I saw that on there, and I was like, oh, I think she's been wanting one of these for a while, so I'll, I'll get that, and I'll get the dress, and I'll get something else. And then my dad wanted to buy her some new pans and stuff like that because he was talking about stuff we wanted, and I'd mentioned she'd talked about these new... Uh, I think they're called all clad. I can't remember what they're called, but they're like high-end pants. And he's like, oh, okay, let's buy your set. So we looked up a set, found a good one, and, and we bought that for her. Um, and so when she was opening the presents, she seemed disappointed. And I was just kind of like, oh. and then she even asked me like, so what made you decide to get this? Like, was this? And I was like, it was on your list. And she's like, it was? And I was like, shit. <laughs> you know? And so she was seemed frustrated in the morning. She seemed real down and depressed and sad. And so I was having a hard time with, like, how is this a boundaries moment? Like, she didn't seem to like anything I got her, yeah. except for she did seem to like the dress, but then it was too small. Mm -hmm. But the size that she'd put on there was extra. I, I got the one that she put on there. I thought it was a 2X, but it was a 1X. So I was like... <laughs> So that, that one's a small issue because I can replace it. She actually does like the dress, though, so that's good. I don't think this is a boundary issue. But the, but I was like, but my, my problem was, though, like, she was being rude and disrespectful. Oh, there it is. And not loving or kind. And so I'm like, how do I address this moment? And my, my instinct is to just let her be the way she's being and trust God to change her heart. And it worked. Like, yeah. she went and got a haircut, came home, then we had a great day. Then it seemed like she liked everything she got. Because her attitude changed. So I'm like, okay, maybe it wasn't a problem with what liking what she had, but maybe she was just feeling depressed in the morning. I mean, my daughter is dying, so I could see her yeah. being thinking about that on her birthday and having an issue. And um, uh, she has a lot of things to be depressed about. So I'm like, okay, maybe I just... But I'm like, do I set boundaries in those moments where I know it could be she's sad because of what's going on with Lily? Mm -hmm. And so I don't say anything and I just right. let it ride and I deal with that with Jesus? Or do I actually tell her, like... Hey, you're being an ass. Stop. You know I think, what I mean? Like, I that's think where you're putting a lot of energy. On too much thought into it. To, no, you're putting a lot of energy onto Sarah. Yeah. And not enough onto yourself. Okay. You, you, the boundary isn't about what Sarah's doing to you, but what, what, what is happening to you and God. Like Sarah's triggering something. Yeah. About you. Yeah, I noticed that, and I said and, I felt triggered. Right, and it and it has, and like so, like putting the focus on Sarah is just you projecting the thing that you're writing. Right. And I and I tried to do that in the morning. I told her like, hey, because I started feeling grumpy, yeah. and I was like, hey, and I told everyone, sorry, I was feeling grumpy this morning. Yeah. I was feeling a little triggered, and I had to make the adjustment. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I realized I was because I ended up saying a few rude things to the kids. Yeah, I was being a little extra harsh with them when went in there because my daughter was having serious attitude with Sarah and that it's part of her bands and we get that but she was just like whining and complaining and like I could see it was bringing Sarah down and so I was getting more harsh and being like go to your room get out of here go leave and Sarah was like no that's not how we're handling this and I was just like yeah 
now I'm being undermined again. So I got mad, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I'm feeling triggered because I'm feeling undermined. And yeah, but then I'm like, am I being undermined or is she really, is she right in how she's handling? Cause I don't, yeah, I'm way overanalyzing it. Sorry. You gotta, well, remember, like go back to the quote, like what is your problem and what is her problem? Yeah. And like, where is that actually coming from? And what can, what can you do for yourself in that? Mm -hmm. Because the reality is she has her own two feet. You have your own two feet. Right. And when you try to, figure out where she's at you're in her story you're trying to put her shoes on instead of putting the shoes that you have on already yeah that's true um and i think that's the whole point of this book yeah you know the whole point of this book is mm-hmm. like and i f- i feel like i i feel like that's what i like how i resolved it was just like yeah was, was to do that like i feel yeah. like i had good boundaries in that moment of just like yeah, I'm so, frustrated with these things, but I I, apolog- I looked at what I was frustrated at, I adjusted my attitude, and I apologized for the parts where I was rude. Exactly. And then I trusted the Lord to, to handle her, and if she needed to talk about something, she would. And I wasn't yeah. going to ask, I wasn't going to put pressure on her to change things or be better or anything like that. I was just like, she'll figure it out. Right. To me, I feel like you're trying to find a problem that's not there. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> I, I want to find an area to grow. Yeah. I'm like, what is the problem you're, here? But you're growing already. But maybe I did it well and I don't need and it really. Area, honestly, though, like, especially when it comes, and I don't want to sound prideful or like, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like the work that we've done already, mm-hmm. like growing is just the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we haven't, we just, it's not like we don't have language for all of this stuff. It's just, yeah. it's sharpening the language. Mm-hmm. It's refining the language, yeah, so that we have more, more access to being conscious and mindful of who we're becoming, yeah. and where we're going. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and this is like my favorite thing about our relationship is because we're both overthinkers, but we also know how we overthink, yeah. Um, so then we can like call each other out on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say thirty. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um. But, I mean, this is kind of, this is kind of been, it hasn't been eye-opening for me, but it's been, like, affirming on my end that I've been doing the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you have been. And you've made mistakes, don't get me wrong, so have I, but we're, you're, you're taking the right steps right. to, I think you're taking very healthy steps. And this is one area I disagreed with mainly on, is I think you're healthy. And oh, she thought I was unhealthy? She thought the way you're handling things is very unhealthy. And I'm like, the way he handled things were mistakes. Right. But everyone does that. Yeah. And you have areas to grow in, especially in relationships because you're new to it. I don't think you're unhealthy. I think you're very healthy. I think that there are areas in your life that need growth and change and need to be fixed. But honestly, you could live your whole life without ever marrying a person. Who cares? Who cares if you never get women together? Right. Where are your right? eyes? Like, but your, your focus is on a lot of the right areas and your growth and change is in a lot of the right areas. And... Um, you know, not to not to toot your own horn, but <laughs> well, I think that's I think it's silly to I think I think it's the opposite. I think the way that she's handling it is unhealthy. I, I disagree with that too. I think she's I, I think she's handling it fairly healthy, but she has her own immaturities. Well, and well stuff what I mean by that is like I, we're going back to the abusive lens, mm-hmm. and like I think maybe that's the part that she might be seeing too. Sure, yeah, totally. That's but where she's at is healthy, right? She like made healthy decisions. She took care of herself. She yeah. 
set proper boundaries. The the biggest issue, honestly, was I, mean, I think both of you had big big issues. I think your big issue was that you had you had poor boundaries with with how to communicate with her. Um, and by poor, I mean just I I want to say this word by its true meaning, not by the the negative connotation you have it, but it was ignorance. You just didn't know better. That's it. And, and, but you're learning, right? Okay. Hers came from a place of she she didn't want to stick it out because she didn't have to, you know. She didn't want to get through the fights and the arguments and all that, all that stuff because it's too early to be fighting. It's too so like she didn't have the her problem was that she didn't want to work through it. Right. She didn't want to. She just wanted to move on. She wanted to find something that was easy. Right. And uh, and that's okay. There's nothing unhealthy about that. Yeah. There, but that was a problem for the relationship. Right. It's still healthy. You can still have healthy problems. Yeah. You know, it was a problem for the relationship. She went, she was healthy in how she handled it and what she chose to do. Yeah. But for the relationship, it was a toxic decision because it didn't it didn't work. You said it was a toxic decision. Decision for the relationship, not a toxic decision for her. A toxic decision for the relationship because it inevitably killed the relationship. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Her not wanting to work with you, you overstepping boundaries, was toxic to the relationship. It died. Yeah. You know? And so, but now, and to, to say that the other person is unhealthy or not doing something well or right, I, that's where I feel you guys are both wrong. Right. Because well, I think, because the only way you would call it unhealthy, honestly, is if there was, like, any level of dependency on the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, the conversation that I was trying to, like, invite was just a healthy one. Yeah. Um, for, you know, more understanding and more healing. And, and look at the overall reactions by the two of you. You right. took time to recover. You were sad. You overthought. Right. You you didn't go off and drive 100 miles an hour and punch holes in walls and hurt people and right. do crazy shit. You didn't go attack oh, her car Jesus. or burn her clothes. She didn't quit the church or quit the program because she now has to awkwardly see you at church on Sundays. Yeah. She didn't go off and do crazy stuff and go get drunk and find some random guy to have sex. Like, <laughs> the way you guys are handling it is, is, is healthy. It just sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's part of relationships. And <sighs> that, that, that's been the thing, I think, that I've been most, like, cringe about the two of you is when you, when you were calling each other unhealthy. And I was just like... We'll get there. <laughs> okay, well, here's the, but when I when you say that, like it's it's I guess it's more of like mm -hmm. just unhealthy expectations on both ends. I don't even know if they're unhealthy expectations. I, I think it's just wrong expectations. I don't think it's unhealthy to be wrong. I guess so, I guess it depends on our definition of healthy and unhealthy. Healthy to me would be uh, okay. That's a good idea. Let's define what it means to be unhealthy. Unhealthy to me is when you're outside of the way you should handle it when you are outside of the boundaries basically when 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 god has set rules and regulations in the way of things like the way of the order of things right? right the order of life the order of relationships the order of discovery the order that god has put in place for us to do in the sin-ridden world okay yeah yeah you're basically saying when you step outside of that that's when it's unhealthy unhealthy but you guys were inside that order you guys got together you met Things were weren't in a good relationship. You guys moved on, right? Unhealthy, unhealthy would be uh, in your definition overstepping, overstepping the other person's boundaries, or not overstepping, but like um, not being in not being in 
the not being in the realm of what you have control of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. And so, you know, the mistakes I made out of ignorance is I stepped I stepped over yeah, and that, a few times and went on her lawn. Yeah. But for someone else, that may not have been a boundary step. Right. Right? So it wasn't necessarily wrong what you did. Right, Because right. it wasn't... It, but it wasn't... Me, it was wrong for her because that was right. the way you weren't... So what happened was, like, she... I... She had a fence. And I walked over the fence. Yeah. She's like, you're not supposed to be there. It's like, but I've been here before. The unhealthy part would be and then, you didn't get to know her well enough to understand where her boundaries were so that you were you were stepping over them. Right. And then and that's what I and what I do is I step over them to see where the boundary is. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, and, and then but like the thing is what I've discovered is when I do step over them, you know, like But if you give it time to learn someone, you can learn where their boundaries are without stepping over them. And that's what I think this book is trying to teach us. Right. How to learn and meet someone. And that just takes more time. Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, my relationships with my tribe, like especially with the woman, Mm -hmm. it took me nine months to figure them out. Yeah. And not even nine months. It took me more than, took me less than nine months, but it took me a long time to be like, okay, this is where their boundary is. Yeah. And I had to respect it. Mm -hmm. And I never asked them about it. I never like confronted them about it. I'm just like, okay, cool. Do I like this boundary? No, because I... I want to love you more, but this is where you are. This yeah. is what I have to. This is what I can give you right now. And that's where that's where you'll get into a more solid relationship with the woman. Is you'll be able to go. We have those same boundaries where I can sit here and say, "This is what God's calling me to," and she'll be like, "Yeah, right. this is what God's calling me to." Let's talk about it, and you can right. talk about it, and you'll have that relationship because she won't have boundaries in place for those specific things. Yeah. And you'll be able to connect in that way. And and with Malia, that's not how she connected in that way. It wasn't wasn't right for her, you know. Yeah. And well, we, we're going different. We're going different directions in reality of it. Like, mm-hmm. and I was willing to drop those directions to see what our direction together was going to be. Yeah. And and I was excited for those directions, but yeah, which is why I say it wasn't unhealthy. It just wasn't right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think unhealthy and right and wrong are completely different categories. Right, yeah, because unhealthy, unhealthy is like depression. Yeah, right? Unhe- unhealthy is is outside of... Your identity. Who you are, who, yeah. the outside of the, the social norms, outside of right. the biblical norms, outside right. of what... In living in a fallen world, what's right? What's good? Unhealthy is dehumanizing yourself, not even yeah, and not just dehumanizing. Where right and wrong is about morality, right? Right. Is it righteous to do this? Is it is it not righteous to do this? Yeah. Is this is this gonna is this gonna work or not? You know, like you can you can have right and wrong still not be a moral issue too. You know, like is it the right choice to get a minivan or the wrong choice to get a minivan? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that has nothing to do with moral choices. But for your family, it might be the right choice to get a minivan because you have a lot of right. crap when you go driving places. But it might be the wrong choice because it's more expensive and it's going to kill you on gas. Right. And you, financially, you just can't afford it. So when you go traveling, you just have to travel light. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so right and wrong has such a different aspect of, of healthy and unhealthy. So, yeah, anyways. You get that. I'm over-explaining it. It's okay. I let you. I know. Um, you know that I'm a teacher and I have to teach. 
I'm just a listener. This has been our relationship since we've been friends. Yeah, well, also, we are doing this for our podcast, so if someone's listening and doesn't understand that uh, concept, whatever. it'll help them understand it better. I don't want to say I don't care about this audience. I do this because I think it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, how many, how many, what's your biggest listen for I think your podcast? I have, I think I've had, like, 60 plays. Oh, okay. That's not and bad. I was like, but my latest one, I think there was, like, 30, so, which is a lot. Did you post last week's yet? No, no, that, that that's, uh, everything's coming up in, like, September. Mm. Okay. September, August, not September, August, September, October. My start date for school got pushed back a little bit. What do you mean? Because I'm going back to GCU, or going to GCU. Oh, right. To get my pastor's degree. Um, they, uh, it pushed back because, uh, they want, because I'm paying for it instead of doing financial aid, they want the payment up front, kind of, mm-hmm. and my school, or my job doesn't pay until September 15th, so. I think. They're like, okay, we'll start right after that date. Yeah. Which is the 19th. So now it's start date September 19th. So I, I, I think I've figured out the manipulation piece. Manipulation piece is like forcing somebody to take responsibility. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, that's putting, it. Putting you in a situation where I'm asking you to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. That's what it was. That's definitely it. But like. To define the problems that Malia had with you in one sentence, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And like my thing too is like I was just there was shit in my life that I thought I could I I I didn't actually I couldn't take responsibility for. And there was just stuff in my in my life, this is the double mindedness, where I I didn't know where it was coming from, but I knew that it, it couldn't be filled without someone else taking responsibility. And I never gave that to God. Yep. And that's where, like, oh, man, that's why I was so happy that the breakup happened. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can figure that out. Oh, Jesus. Well, not... It's not that I can figure Not that it you out. were happy that the breakup happened, but you're finding I'm the joy in the trial. Right. Because it, because you learned from it. Right. And then... Yeah. But it also broke me free from... Mm-hmm. It broke me free. What is it? We rejoice in the trials what is it? and the Knowing hardships. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility gives me freedom. Mm-hmm. It's like I highlighted that quote because, like, now that I know what is mine and what I have responsibility over, mm-hmm. and how powerful that is, more. Bro, we're only on chapter two. Bro, what's what's next? Bro, <laughs> the first fifteen minutes of chapter two. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? No, but that's just so good, though. Like, <laughs> I do. I really do fi- feel a lot more freedom because I can. Mm-hmm. I have more understanding of what I have control of. Yeah. And like, you know, the reality is, is if I want to attract a powerful, a powerful partner, I have to have a powerful responsibility. Yep. And she does too. And like, that was one of the things when I was like dating. Really, I was like. I'm I'm working four part-time jobs and I'm still figuring out where God wants me to go. Do I really want to enter this relationship? And and I, I just I just got a nod from God and he wanted to show me something and I'm really thankful that this I mean there's more there's obviously better things he he could have showed me mm-hmm. but this is just like over the top for me. Yeah, this is where, to me, this I'm like, freedom? we. this is one of those situations where we make decisions and God goes, sure, 
Yeah. Let's see well, what that's happens. exactly what happened with all with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily God saying, Brandon, exactly. do this. It was you going, I want to do this. And he was like, yeah, go yeah. for it. Well, and that's how Let's I see, see that's just how I see half of my journey with God. It's like. Let's roll the ball downhill. At least it'll be moving. Exactly. We'll guide it. And we'll I'll, try to and I get show as you many something. bumps as we can. A lot but. of the times when I do stuff like this, it's like, I want to show you something. Yeah. That's all it is. And so mm-hmm. like when, when Melia was saying how like, um, you, it's, it's almost like you, God telling you that this is what's going to happen. It was more like God saying, I want to show you something in, yeah. in all of this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to say it was going to be marriage. I wasn't going to say it was going to be um, a long-term relationship. But I was going to say, like, God, God is going to show me something good. Yeah. And like, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. You sh- you need to get going. Aren't yeah, you supposed to be there at eight thirty? Gotta go.